Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back for another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V, right here on the Believe Network. I'm joined, of course, as always, by the all-pro safety for the Detroit Lions, a man who has a couple interceptions under his belt over the years, led the league in interceptions, the one, the only, Glover Quinn. What's up, man? What is up, man? What is up? Not too much. I'm just enjoying the last little bits of summer that we got going on here. We are heading full force right into fall and right into football season. How is life in the Quinn household? Man, busy. But same thing, man. Excited for football to be back. This is a great time of year, you know. School's just started back. Summer break is over with. Um, It's fall now, so... I mean, it's been hot as I don't know what here in Houston, Um, but hopefully, you know, we start getting some cooler weather. You know, it's kind of it's tough when 95 seems cool, but (laughs) 95 is a lot warmer. I mean, a lot cooler than 105. Um, But just getting back into the fall, man, and and football is in the air. Um, I mean, I'm excited this weekend. I'm going out to uh, Texas A&M. My uh my college is playing Texas A&M right here in College Station, so be a short little drive for me to go out. My nephew is playing at the University of New Mexico, so I get to go and check him out. Um, I got another nephew that's they're starting actually tonight. Um, he's at Henderson State in uh, Arkansas. They'll be playing tonight. So football is back. You know, preseason is over with. Thank God. And uh, we can get to some real football. Best of luck to your two nephews in their season debuts. Hope they both come away with the wins. Hope they come away with some stats to pad the resume as well. But like you said, preseason is finally over. We don't have to hear about the position battles anymore. We don't have to hear about who's going to make the roster. All of the cutdowns have been set, which is a sucky time in the NFL as well. As great as it is that the preseason's over, that the season is coming, so many people lose their jobs. Over 1,100 people are cut. We have another 500-ish brought back on the practice squad. What's it like being in the NFL in a locker room on those days? I, You knew you were going to make the team every year, I assume, but what's it like on the outside looking in of those cutdowns? Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. You know, it, I mean, I, I think it's a little more, I think it's easier on the inside than it is on the outside, probably because when you're on the inside, you kind of know, you understand, you see a lot of different things. When you're on the outside, you really only see what they show you or what they hear, what they tell you. Um, and, you know, for the most part, 
you have a lot of guys that come in and you know there's almost zero chance of them making a team. I mean, you look at the numbers and it's like, all right, well, they got four wide receivers in the room already. They got another four that they brought in. They probably only want one, but they just don't want to have to run Calvin Johnson every day in practice. So we need some bodies that can just take some reps off of guys. You know what I'm saying? And so those guys understand and they know they just trying to learn as much as they can do enough to hopefully get on the practice squad or, you know what I'm saying? Make an impression. But, you know, when, when the season is over with, you know, all the rosters are full for the most part. And and at the end of the t- time between free agency and the draft, the rosters get back full for the most part. So when you go into training camp, there's really probably only like four or five people that make the team that, was like, oh wow, they made the team. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so yeah, it's tough when when it comes to an end because it's not necessarily that they just got cut more so. It's just that now you 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 you're separated from friends because you've been in the locker room with these guys since April, whenever the offseason program started. So you've built up friendships, you've went through the summer, you've went through training, you've went through some some battles with these guys just from the workout standpoints, right? And then you go through training camp and you grinding through it and, and everybody becomes cool and you 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 get to know people. And then once they get cut, it's kind of like, dang man, buddy gone. You know what I'm saying? So it's sad from that regard. You'd be happy for the guys that get picked up and, and get a chance to continue to play somewhere. Um, but you know, most guys, I I would think, you know, just being in the locker room for those years, you kind of know most of the guys who got a chance to make it and the ones that's like, nah, I don't think. And I feel like they know it too. I think I feel like they know from, from guys that I've been around. You have those ones that's kind of on the, edge like they they've been playing well enough but the numbers ain't really looking good so it's kind of like ah they've been balling but it's gonna be hard for them to keep seven wide receivers ah ah you know what i'm saying um but for the most part you kind of already know and you know when the calls come it's just you know like i said it's sad because sometimes you don't even get to see them and then next thing you know they're gone so you gotta like dang man buddy gone they got it heck all right cool let me hit him up you know, keep your spirits up, tell them to keep working. But, you know, it's just a tough time. And like I say, we all know it happens. We all know it's going to happen. So I think we learn to deal with it, but it doesn't make it any easier, I guess, for the guys that's getting cut and wondering what their next move is going to be. It's just a sad reality of the business that, that is the NFL. And throughout the season, maybe you see some of these guys brought back when injuries happen. Some of them brought back to the practice squad. But it's still just a tough time of year for everyone. And so we're rooting for everyone to latch on with new teams to get that contract and to keep the dream going. But with that in mind, the 53-man roster is set and we are heading straight into a matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, last week, the Lions said, hey, we're going to start working on our Chiefs matchup. Even before this final preseason game, we're going to start installing the game plan. Is that standard for 
end of preseason to start looking into your opponent before the final game? Or is this just something the Lions are doing because they are playing first right in the spotlight against the defending Super Bowl champions? Well, I, I think, you know, with the new preseason, how they do things now is a little different because I know when I was playing, when I was playing, the fourth preseason game was a game just for the young guys for the most part. And so most of the coaches that I was with used that week of practice for the veteran guys as a mental break, basically. So you knew you weren't playing. So to continue to get you to practice, you did all the scout team stuff. So if we were playing against, so they just played against um, Carolina in the last game, right? So we would have did the scout team defense. We would have did Carolina's defense. That would have been our practice. And then obviously the offense would have did Carolina's offense. And it would have been kind of like a mental break because, you know, once it was over with, you still had plenty of time for the game because when you get to the game plan, like you don't want to implement the game plan this early. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like now is probably the time because they're a week out, right? Thursday to Thursday. So they're a week out. So this is kind of like Monday for them, right? So, yeah, this is probably the time for them to be implementing Kansas City before the last preseason game. Uh, that's kind of early because things change, man. These coaches keep looking at more film and thinking about more things. Things kind of change. You kind of know what you your basic stuff that you're going to do, but that's stuff that you do week in and week out. That just is what it is. Um, so I, I, I don't really like going at it that early. Um, but I also didn't like the fact that, and I guess it's just what they do, but I just don't know why the Lions, they just don't play anybody in the preseason. And that just, oh, my gosh. I'm like, guys, are you, like, nobody can play in the preseason? Like, nobody? Wow. And, you know, if they come out on fire Thursday night. I think nobody would really say anything. But I know Kansas City's been playing their starters in the preseason. If Kansas City come out on fire and the Lions come out slow, you can't spot Kansas City 21 points and think you're going to win the game. Right? So they come out slow, then it's going to all be looked at, well, they didn't get a rep in the preseason. It took them three quarters to get going. They made a valiant effort but they came up a little short. I don't know. I hope that's not the case, but I just don't know why they don't play none of the guys in the preseason. I found it interesting, the quote from Mike Tomlin talking about why he plays his starters, even for a quarter, for a half. And his analysis was, 
it's really hard to go out and have a boxing match without sparring first. You need those warm-up drills. You need those reps in practice. And aside from the young guys, like we saw Jack Campbell, who could be a starter. We saw Jameer Gibbs, who is going to be a part-time starter. Aside from those really young guys, none of the starters played at all. And the Lions have rationalized it saying, well, we just went really hard in the scrimmages that we had against these other teams because they had practices against the Giants, practices against the Jaguars. And then for the final game, okay, well, we don't have a team to practice again. We're just going to have a team scrimmage, and that's how we're going to do it. And so that's their logic behind it. Do you jive with that, or is that something that it just kind of seems like they're giving a reason to give a reason? Well, I mean, like I say, I feel like you can get good reps in practice, right? You can get good reps in practice, but it's all controlled. It's mm -hmm. scripted, right? It's scripted. And I feel like, you know, the preseason is just as important for the coaches as it is for the players. When you go out to practice, you know, hey, this is third down period. We're going to run these plays. This is, you know play action pass period. So we're going to run these plays. All right, we're going to run it against this defense. Okay, so we're going to run this play against this defense. All right, so we're hoping that the quarterback recognizes this, whatever, right? In the game, the game happens, right? The game happens. So on first and 10, you get a penalty now you first and 20. What's my play? You don't get a first and 20 in practice. You don't practice plays in practice where it's first and 20. You don't. Right? So when you get in, in the games and you go first and 10, you get a first down. Now it's first and 10 again. You get another first down. Now it's first and 10 again. You get three yards. Now it's second and seven. You get two yards. Now you're in short yardage. It's the change in personnels every play going through a drive. Because like I say, in practice, we know, hey, we're going to do short yardage goal line. So all your big heavy people are ready. But in a game, it can go from first and 10 to second and one, and you want to go with the goal line package to put the heavy guys in. Not to run the ball, but to get them to think that we're going to run the ball and we want to take a bomb take a shot up top because it's second and one. That's what you get when you get in the games. In practice, it's all scripted. So everybody's in tune, know what's going on. In the game, it's not scripted. And you got to be able to react off what's going on in the game. And so I feel like that's what's important, just to get the rhythm of playing in the games. That's what I'm talking about. Like, the nonverbal communication in practice. Yeah, they cut the music on, but you still can talk to people. You can still hear them. In the games, it's a lot of nonverbal. It's hand signals. It's head nods. It's community. Like, you need the games to get some of that. And no, you're not getting a full game, but you're getting some reps. And getting tackled. Like, blocking somebody that's really trying to go and, like, sack your quarterback. Because in practice, they're trying to beat you one-on-one, -on -one, but they're not really trying to get back there close to Jared Goff. So they pull off a little bit. In the game, they're trying to get back there and sack your quarterback. So you need those reps. You need them. 
in my opinion. I agree with you. I would have liked to at least seen a little bit of it. It didn't it didn't even have to be a full half. Even just a drive in the first game, drive in the second game, a quarter in the third game, something like that would have just helped a little bit to assess what we are looking at. Instead, we are going into the pre or in the regular season completely blind with what this team will look like, who is going to be starting and what situations, which packages will have different players. Do you think the Lions were aiming for a competitive advantage to try and say, hey, you have no film on what our new defense is going to look like? You have no film yeah, on what our defense Nobody cares about that <laughs> stuff, man. Nobody cares. It's about winning. Who cares if they got film? That's okay. Everybody has film. I mean, the Lions started out, Brian Branch was playing in the preseason. By the end, he wasn't even playing. He's a rookie. He needs reps. Yeah. He needs reps. He just do. He needs reps. They all do. Every last one of them. Like, when I was playing, I I mean, the first game, you know, you might get eight to ten plays depending on how it goes. Second game, you're probably going to get, you know, a quarter depending on how it goes, quarter and a half. And then the third game, you know you're locked in for at least the first half. You know, and depending on how you play, you probably get a drive in the second half, right? A lot of times it was like, hey, we're going to play the first half and then we're going to come out after halftime so we can practice our adjustments offensively and then defensively. Like, this is what hey, we got to be able to come out the locker room and go and play. And, you know, we had that whole fourth preseason game for the young guys. And I guess by them taking away that fourth preseason game, it's like, okay, we got to get these young guys opportunity to play to show that they can try to make a team. So we took a whole game away from them. We got to get them more reps. So then that means that your starters don't really play. And we did see a lot of reps from those young guys. And a lot of those young guys ended up not making the team. So they were useful in the sense of evaluation, but like you said, in terms of preparing yourself for the season, a lot of that gets lost. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the guys that I saw get cut, I mean, but like I was saying earlier, like none of those names rung a bell to me where I felt like they would make the team anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, and I'm talking from an ignorant standpoint of knowing who a lot of the younger guys were, right? But, I mean, all of their draft picks made the team from what I could see. Yep. I mean, anybody that got cut, everybody that they signed in free agency, still on the roster. So anybody that got cut was either an undrafted guy or, you know what I'm saying, just somebody that they had that, you know, they was trying to see. But, like I say, you're really just getting bodies to get through the offseason. And, yeah, maybe if somebody comes through, you know, I mean, I thought, I mean, I thought maybe the kid, I didn't think he would make the team, the kid from um, Oregon, I guess, Coda. Um, but I felt like he could have been a practice squad candidate. And I don't know if he made the practice squad or not. I didn't see him on the initial practice squad, but he probably was fielding offers from other teams 
because I think he did put up make a little noise in the preseason. Um, and I don't know what have whatever happened, but yeah, I didn't see anything surprising with the roster. I mean, like we talked about the number of safeties, you know, um, you know, I didn't see, I mean, I saw Tracy on the roster. I saw Brian, I saw CJ, I saw Kirby. Um, so, and they haven't made a move yet. So I guess they're going, that's what they're rolling with, you know, guess what they're rolling with. So we'll see. We'll see. And I guess Tracy's got to learn to play some special teams or they got to find someone else to, to fill in. Like I was literally thinking about that yesterday. I was like, man, your, your fourth, third and fourth safety has to be core special team guys. They got to be able to cover a punt. They got to be able to protect a punt return. They got to be able to cover a kick, and they got to be able to block on a kickoff return. That's just what you have to do as a backup safety. And the more guys that you can have from a defensive perspective that impacts your special teams, the better your special team is probably going to be. So if you got those backup corners, backup safeties, backup linebackers, even a couple backup D linemen that can run, you're going to have a pretty solid special team. Is when you have to start pulling from the wide receivers, tight ends, those guys don't really tackle that much. You know what I'm saying? They don't tackle that much. So, yeah, they could be on your kickoff return, which I posted on my threads during the preseason that, like, because I think we had a guy uh, that had a good kickoff return, I think, a couple good kickoff returns. And I was just like, man, I just don't know if the kick return game is big enough anymore for you to make the team as a kick returner. Yep. Punt return, yes, I think you can still impact the game. Punt return, but if you, I think if you look at the numbers, I think the punt returns were down last year. Kickoff returns, it's almost out the game. I mean, yeah, in the preseason, these guys are probably kicking the ball to where you know they can see guys cover, so they probably pooch kicking it. But now they got the rule you can fair catch it inside the twenty-five or whatever. And then the main kickers, these guys are kicking the ball out the end zone, guys. Like, they're kicking the ball clear out the end zone. So, there's very few chances to get a kick return in today's game. So, that's a position that you're not really, you're not making a team as a kick returner. You're just not. They they can put a backup running back back there that can catch a kick. Like you're not gonna be the kick. You could be a punt returner. Yeah. But the kick but. the kicking game has just changed so much. Even Cordero Patterson, the best kick returner in history in terms of cumulative stats. He's not making the team just as a kick returner. He's making the team as a third down running back, as a part time wide receiver. He's not just making it as a pure kick returner. 
Josh Cribs doesn't exist in the modern NFL. And it's a shame because those plays on those highlights were some of the funnest to watch, but you understand why they've taken out of it for the safety of a game. It is just completely different. You have to be able to do something else. If you're a kick returner, you got to play the other three special teams or you got a punt return. You got to play an offensive position. It's not just the pure return game like we're used to seeing. And it's going to take some getting used to for a lot of guys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's going to take some getting used to. And like I said, I'd be interested to see how, how the lines, how the lines special teams are because you know, your special teams has to be special Um, because at the end of the day, you're going to have to punt the ball. You're going to have to feel return some punts and you're going to have to kick off and, you know, return some kicks. And so I'd be interested to see how, how it go. And I'd be interested to see how they, how they utilize those four safeties. You know, I'd be interested to see how they utilize those guys. I mean, they could have some packages where you're getting those guys on the field. You know, I feel like Tracy can play, multiple spots in the secondary from the safety perspective. I feel like CJ can, and you know, Kirby is more of a free guy, deep guy, but I think CJ, you know, he can roll around in there and Brian can be in there. So, I mean, they may have a couple of things that they do and, and who knows they may, they may feel, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I'm just going to wait and see. The dime packages that they can roll out could be pretty special, adding another defensive back on the field. It is just going to be extremely interesting to see how it shakes out. The good news, though, is CJGJ did make the team. I don't know if you were watching, listening to some of the preseason commentators, but you can tell some of the guys don't actually know what's going on because they started talking about how Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could be the odd man out. Brian Branch is ascending, and CJGJ could get the, be the odd man out. And then you, you, you literally saw the switch flip where they're like, wait, no, that's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I know who that is. And then they backed away completely. But Lions fans were having a heyday with the potential that CJ is the odd man out. Yeah, he's far from that. <laughs> yeah, He's he, far from that this he, year. He acknowledged it, too, saying that the oddball made the roster. He was surprised. <laughs> Not actually, but uh, it was it. I couldn't believe it. You, I know it's preseason for the announcers too, but you, you gotta know who Chauncey Gardner Johnson is. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. Like I say, we all. Everybody needs the preseason. The referees, the 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 film people, the the chain crew, like everybody needs it. Coaches, players, the trainers, like everybody needs it. Everybody needs to be able to get those practice reps get those those things where it's like all right cool we got that one up. so now when it's the real go time we're ready to go we're ready to go you can't like could you imagine if they if the, if if the league did the referees the same way we do the players like hey our top referees they're not going to referee in the preseason we got to keep those guys fresh because you know they're gonna be refereeing games. You know they, you know you might have a crew that that referee a game on a on a Thursday night, and now they're back at it on a Sunday, right? So they're getting two games. We find them, you know, and they going all the way to the Super Bowl. They're probably gonna be so we're gonna rest those guys in the preseason. So now their first game, refing, is open tonight on national TV. 
Could you imagine that? I think because the get- minute that they make or miss any call, that's what's going to be talked about. Well, they didn't get any reps in the preseason, and that's clearly a hold, or that's clearly a PI, or that's not a PI, or that's whatever. So if the referees are out there, and I get it, you don't want your players getting hurt and this, this, and that. But I'm just a believer in if it's meant for me to get hurt, I'm going to get hurt. I can't play the game feeling like I'm going to get hurt. If it's meant for me to get hurt this year, if that's what's in the cards for me this year, then that's just what's in the cards for me. Whether it's the first preseason game, whether it's the opening week of the season. It is going to happen. That's how I feel. Yeah, injuries are just they're, – they're freak injuries, right? You can't predict that someone is going to have a season-ending injury. So playing scared – you don't play scared in the season. You don't rest your starters in the season. You don't play scared. You don't run from it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Back to the refs, though. If the refs did not play or didn't ref until the regular season, we'd have a replacement ref situation all over again. We'd have the, yeah. the touchdown, no touchdown. Do you remember that stuff? Oh, my gosh, dude. It, it'd be history repeating itself, and that is not something the NFL could ever stomach once again. I think after after the, the touchdown, no touchdown, <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to see refs miss any significant time ever again. Oh, no, those guys are trying to get – heck, they come to practice. They're trying to get every rep they can get. They come to practice. They come to your scrimmages. If they're local, like they're coming. We used to have refs at every practice, whether they were college refs, and like they're coming. <laughs> oh, Glover is pressed about the referee situation, pressed about the Lions skipping tr- preseason for the starters. But we'll see how it shakes out. We've got one week left for them to get everything right. What are you thinking heading into next week against the Kansas City Chiefs? We'll do the whole big preview later next week, but one week out, what are you preparing for? What are you looking at? What are you thinking of against Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the reigning Super Bowl champions? Because you've mentioned in the past that the Super Bowl champions are literally a little bit hungover because they spend a whole extra month not recovering not getting ready for the season. So what are you looking for here? Well, I mean, I think you you run into that when you when you have a situation like the Rams, like when the Rams won it, you know, they haven't won it, and you got a bunch of new people winning it, and they're, they're in L.A., so it's just a totally different market and of things, right? Kansas City has won it multiple times. They, they, they understand winning a Super Bowl, or, and they understand going deep into – the Super Bowl, whether they won it or lost it, right? They they've been there. Um, their core guys are still going to be there. Patrick Mahomes is still there. Travis Kelsey is still there, right? Yeah, they don't have Chris Jones on the defensive line right now, so that's that's a plus for the Lions. Not great for Kansas City. Um, Arrowhead Stadium is a is a tough place to play, right? Um, week one, it's going to be a great environment, right? Um, environment doesn't win you games, but it, it, it helps, 
right? It helps. So I think for for me right now, as as the as the Lions, you know, you got to understand that Travis Kelsey is gonna make some plays, right? But you got to just frustrate him. You got to frustrate him. But you also got to understand he's a tight end. So he plays off of your body and your leverage. So when you really physical with him, he just bounces off you and go the other way, and, and Patrick waits for him, right? Um, but you got to keep the big plays down. You know, you got to force those guys to go eight, 10, 12, 13 play drives. You know, you can't get into the one play, 20 yards, next play, 60 yards, and it's a touchdown. Like, you can't get into those type. You can't get – I don't want – you don't want to get into a scoring match right now. Um, So, you're really focusing in on your details, um, your communication your personnel recognition that tells you a lot right because it's opening day it's opening day so you don't really know what they're going to do but you understand personnel right you understand okay this is the blocking tight end this is the receiving tight end this right here is the bruiser running back this is the scat running back Hey, this receiver right here is the possession guy. This guy is the over-the-top guy. This guy is the gadget guy, right? Because you un- you know who these guys are. Even if they're coming in fresh out of college, hey, he was a speed sweep reverse guy in college. So he's in the game. We're thinking gadgets, right? Hey, this right here guy ran the fastest time at the combine. So he's definitely a deep ball over-the-top guy. He's the new Tyreek Hill. He's the new Miko Hardiman. He is this guy. That's how you look at it stuff. So you want to get that down packed. So when you get in the game, you don't know exactly what they're going to do, but you know this guy's in the game. Let's be alert for the gadgets. Hey, this guy's in the game. Let's be alert for them taking a the shot right here. Hey, that's kind of how you got to survive that first game because you don't know what new wrinkles and things that they're going to have in um for you and they don't know what you're gonna have in for them so you just kind of got to play it personnel situation and execute and we always hear the jokes the memes that andy Reid off of a bye week which is basically a whole summer long bye week where he just has time to lock himself in a room and just create new plays you know there's going to be something funny you know there's going to be something crazy, whether it's a reverse, whether it's the ring around the Rosie that the Chiefs were playing last year, and then Travis Kelsey ends up as quarterback. You're going to see some funny stuff. How do you react to that on the field? Is it just kind of spur of the moment and just check your P's and Q's like you said? Like, hey, this guy's here. Expect this. Yep, just read your keys. Read your keys. Don't get caught up in all the foo-foo. Just read your keys. Understand your assignment. And, hey, if you are the deep third guy, you be the deep third guy. If you're the outside contained guy, you got to be the outside contained guy. If you are this, like, you just got to be that. And, you know, you got to put your eyes on your on your luggage, like we always say. So if you got the tight end, you need to have your eyes on the tight end because if he go 
sliding down the line, act like he blocking, then he, you know, least on the opposite side. We don't need you running to try to make the sack and your guys wide open 20 yards down the field. Keep your eyes on your guys. Your 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 guy will take you to where the play is going nine out of ten times. So keep on your P's and Q's. Keep your eyes on the prize, a.k.a. the player that you are matched up against, and just play your game. And I feel like that's a problem with the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of teams don't play their game. They get intimidated by Patrick Mahomes, intimidated by Travis Kelsey, and then it just kind of all falls apart around them trying to make up for the magic of the Kansas City Chiefs. No question. No question. And I don't think I don't think the Lions will be afraid. I think they're ready. I think they understand, you know. And and I think I've said this before, but I think it's, you know, for the NFL, I think they they I don't know if they do this stuff on purpose. But that would be the chip that I have on my shoulder. It's like, okay, the Lions probably got the highest expectations of, you know, a lot of teams in the league, right, especially in the NFC North. All right. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to see what the Lions are about. You know what? They play Kansas City this year. They play in the AFC West. Guess what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to put the Lions on TV, national TV, opening week. So they're going to show the world if they are ready or if they're not. Because they ended the season last year with the last game. Sunday night football, the Lions showed the world that they beat Green Bay. Didn't make the playoffs, but they were the hottest team. We're going to give them a chance to start the season against the Super Bowl champs so they can show the world Either they're going to be legit this year or they're going to be the same old lines. And I think they'll come out and they'll play well and hopefully get a win um, and show the world that they're going to be legit this year. I am right in lockstep with you. I think the Lions are going to prove to everyone that they are a legit team this year. I think this is the year that the Lions take that leap, and I cannot wait to watch it all alongside you. We will be back next week for a full preview of the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Detroit Lions, but until then, Glover, any final thoughts, anything that the fans should be watching for this week during practice, this week in the news cycle, or are we just ready for some football? Yeah, just be ready for some football, man. Enjoy college football this weekend. And come Monday, shift your eyes and your sights to Thursday night. Thursday night football, Lions, Kansas City Chiefs. We will be back before then. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.